Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, we're getting a little meta because we are talking about podcasts and how to start one step by step. Now, if you're here, you probably already have some idea of why podcasts are a valuable type of content to leverage, but let me give you my like one minute take on why I think they're important. Well, I think podcasts are really great for mid funnel content. Awareness level content might be kind of that flashier SEO rich content, like a YouTube video or even a TikTok. But podcasts are great because you really sort of get to hang out and spend time with your ideal customer or listener and move them down the funnel towards the point of making a purchase. So if you're somebody who has a lot of followers or just has, it doesn't even have to be a lot, just has some following or has some other type of awareness content, but they're not really ready to purchase, a podcast can be a great way to kind of act as a bridge and move them along in their journey. So the first thing you're gonna need to do if you'd like to start a podcast is decide on a topic and a name for your show. You probably already have some kind of an idea about the topic you'd like to talk about, especially if you do have other content out there, but the key here is to make sure that it is relevant and interesting for your ideal buyer. You also wanna make sure that it's within your area of expertise. I can talk about freelancing all day because I've been doing it for many years. I also know a lot of other freelancers, so I can always bring them onto the show to share their expertise and their insight with me. But I don't necessarily know everything about SEO or you know analytics or things like that. So choose accordingly. And then for your name, here's the thing. I'm gonna be honest. The Freelance Friday podcast, if I was starting it all over again, I probably would not be calling it the Freelance Friday podcast. I think it's a cute name. I love some alliteration, but I don't think it's a smart idea to tie yourself in or lock yourself in to posting on a certain day, if you can at all help it. So I know that I probably could post the Freelance Friday podcast on a Wednesday or a Monday if I wanted to, but it just feels a little weird. And you know, my audience has kind of learned over the years that this podcast comes out every single Friday. So I feel kind of locked into that. So just something to keep in mind. Once you decide on your podcast name, my advice is to try to buy the domain name if it is available. So you can use a tool like GoDaddy or whichever domain name provider that you choose to go with and try to get the domain name, even if you don't build a full-fledged website for it, you can always redirect that domain over to your podcast player, wherever you choose to host it. So I own freelancefridaypodcast.com. If you go there, it should direct you to the podcast page on my website or my anchor page or somewhere. <laughs> Similarly, you can also grab social handles if you choose to. I have the Instagram account, Freelance Friday Podcast. For a while, we were leveraging it as a an actual Instagram account, but we decided let's just redirect people. So now it's just kind of a placeholder. So if people do look us up, they can still find us. They can still get the link to the show and see where I am active at the Latasha James and at online business launch lab, but I don't have to post a new Instagram post every single episode. Next, you want to make sure that you're clear on your objective. Like I said, I think that podcasts work really well for mid funnel content. So kind of warming up your audience and helping you generate new leads, but it can also be used as an awareness 
play. So if you are just brand new and you want more people to know who you are, of course, some people will find you through search. And you can also do it by inviting guests on your show who have larger audiences than you that will hopefully send some of their traffic over to your show. The reason that it's important to know what your objective is before you go in to start creating content is because it's really going to drive the direction of your show. It's going to help you decide, do you want to establish yourself as a thought leader and do a solo show where you're just sharing tips and tricks and, you know, showcasing your expertise, or like I mentioned, is this an awareness thing where you're going to try to get the biggest, hottest people in your industry to help drive traffic back to your show. It's also going to help in terms of planning. So like, for example, if my main goal for the freelance Friday podcast was to generate new leads and to book sales calls, I wanted to get one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, let's say, then I would make sure that I had a good lead magnet system in place. Maybe I'm offering a new PDF or worksheet or exclusive video or something like that for every episode. So I need to make sure that I'm adding that into my workflow for when I'm planning out my episodes. So I'm not scrambling last minute to create those kinds of things. Next up, I want you to outline your episodes and hear me out. I want you to outline at least five of them. I know this might seem overboard, but one of the things I see a lot of people do is they get really great ideas for content. And this goes for YouTube channels and just video content as well. They get really great ideas and then they, you know, shoot one and then they get burnt out because it's a kind of overwhelming process. They can't keep up. They feel like they're on that hamster wheel and then they just fade out. So I don't want that to happen to you. So what you can do to mitigate that is just go ahead and plan out a bunch of different podcasts. So you're ready to go. And this is also great because when you launch your podcast, you can set a couple of them live to start maybe two or even three. That's going to give new listeners the opportunity to sort of binge your show and really become a fan. Even if you've only been on the air for a week, I believe that I launched my podcast with a handful of episodes live, but I actually batched like between five and 10. So I'd outlined them, I'd recorded them and they were pretty much good to go. So I could just schedule them out and always be, you know, at least a few weeks in advance. And I still do that. I still try to work ahead. So I'm not scrambling last minute. Now, once you know that you have at least five or 10 episodes in you, and you can speak about your topic for at least that amount of time, I think that's a good time to start thinking about your branding. You're going to need a podcast cover. That's pretty much the biggest piece of design that you're going to need to work on, but you might also want to have a logo or maybe some social media templates that you can share with guests or that you can use for yourself. So it's totally up to you if you're a designer or at least semi comfortable with design software, then you can just go for this yourself. Of course, the podcast cover is just a square graphic, but I personally would recommend outsourcing it to a professional if you have the budget. And especially if you're doing this for business and you want to be taken very seriously. Now, if you're just creating a podcast just for fun, or you're just kind of dabbling, totally okay to DIY it. I DIY my podcast cover. I actually really think I need to get it redone just because it's been the same for like four years. And then the other piece of sort of branding that you're going to need to come up with are what we call bumpers. So these can include like your intros, your outros, 
your mid-roll ads, if you have anything that you wanna use as a mid-roll, your music, all of those kind of audio elements, you're gonna to want to make sure that you have a plan for those as well. So over the years, I've actually really cut all this stuff down. I used to do this really long intro and outro. It used to be super detailed and it kind of makes me cringe now to be honest, but you know what? I think that's what it's supposed to be like. They say that your old content is supposed to make you cringe because that shows growth. So yay, growth. But anyway, over the years, you know, attention spans are just different nowadays. And I also think a lot of my audience, they're return listeners. So they already know who I am. They don't need me to say, hi, I'm Latasha. I'm a marketing strategist. Every two seconds in their ear, they kind of already know. But if you're just first starting out and you don't necessarily have an audience who knows you, maybe it's not a bad idea to have a short intro. I'm just going to put an emphasis on short there. I don't think they need to be too long. Another thing that you can do is create ads for yourself. So create mid roll ads, just like you would for a sponsor, but create them for, you know, your, if you have a membership group or if you have a course, or if you have anything like that, that you want to drive people to just record a little ad for it once, save it in a folder. And now you can pop that in anytime you talk about one of your products and it needs a little bit more emphasis or, you know, you want to drive people to it, you have that bumper ready to go. As far as music, you can look on any copyright free music site. The YouTube audio library is a great free option. And I really love epidemic sound as a paid subscription. Next, you're going to need to decide on your equipment. And the reason this is so far down the list again, is because I want to make sure that you get this far before spending too much money on anything. This is a big mistake I see is people just get way too invested. They want to buy all the fanciest things and then they never start or, you know, they do have pod fade and they burn out after one or two episodes. So I think it's a good idea to wait for equipment a little bit later, unless you already have stuff. And I also think it's a great idea to start with what you have. If you do have anything, I definitely did not start with this microphone. I started with a blue snowball. It is like a 30 or $40 microphone. I worked my way up basically every season. I would upgrade my equipment. So this is the Shure MV7 microphone. If you're looking for this and another microphone that I really love is called the Samson Q2U. I use that microphone for many years actually, and really, really liked it. And it's very, very affordable. So really that's all that you need is a microphone, a computer that you can plug your microphone into. I would recommend getting an external hard drive because you're going to have a lot of audio files and a lot of video files and images and things like that for promotion. And you'll also need some type of editing software. I like the tool Descript. You can record into that tool and then you can also edit your podcast. You can also create shorts and, you know, clips of your podcast really easily using that tool, both for video and audio, but you can also use a software like a garage band is one and there's a ton of others. So just do research on best audio recording software and editing software. And then the other thing you'll want to think about at this stage is do you want to do audio only, or do you want to add video to the mix? Now I'm partial, but I think video is a really great idea if you can swing it. There have been indications from YouTube that they are, they're interested in us podcasters, let's just say, and they like us being on their platform. I also think it's great for discoverability. Actually, I'd be curious to know if you're, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to drop a comment and let me know, like, where did you find me? How did you discover my, my channel and my 
podcast. I'm really curious to know because most people say it's through YouTube. Some people I've heard from a handful of people that they have found me through the podcasting platforms, but I would say the large majority is through YouTube. YouTube is a search engine. It is a Google product. So it just gives you that much visibility. So I think it's smart to at least use as an additional placement. Now, if you're doing YouTube, you of course have to factor in video equipment as well. And what I'm going to say once again is start with what you have. Don't worry about being perfect. Seriously, your iPhone quality is pretty darn good these days. I use a couple of different cameras. I can link them for you right now. I'm shooting on a Canon 80D, but I also use a Canon M5 a lot. I have a tripod and then I just have a little bit of lighting. So it doesn't have to be anything too, too fancy. Like I said, iPhones are amazing. I actually did a video test in my course, the video lounge, where I showcased an iPhone, my Canon 80D and my Canon M5 and I showed the different setups. And honestly, I think the iPhone holds up pretty darn well. If you're interested in learning more about creating high quality video, I do have a course called the video lab, which is self-paced. You can go at your own pace and take it right now. And we're also getting ready to start a cohort of the video lounge, which is a small personalized mastermind group. We'll be getting together to hopefully help you create your first 10 videos this summer. It is interactive it is like I said, it's very small. So it's actually application only. But if you are somebody who is like, yes, I want to start a podcast with video element, or you just want to start a YouTube channel for your business, please apply. You don't have to like have an active presence or anything to be considered for it, but I am trying to keep it curated and small just so everybody gets a lot of attention, you know, from me and from one another and gets to know one another in the group. I think it's going to be really, really fun though. Okay. Next you're going to need to edit your show. You can either edit it yourself or hire an editor. Like I said, I like to use the tool Descript for editing. It's just super easy, especially if you are not an editor. I've been editing YouTube videos for so long and videos in general for like 15 years of my life. So it comes pretty naturally to me, but if you're brand new Descript, actually it's like a word document. It, provides a transcript of your show, and then you can just delete the words and it creates jump cuts for you. It is so cool and it works with video and audio. If you want to hire someone, you know, that's a trade-off. And I personally am going to steer you in the direction of hiring an editor if you can swing it. And if you are already running a busy business, adding, learning how to edit to your plate is a lot. It is a full-time job for a reason. So I've hired editors on Upwork. I've hired editors on Facebook groups and I've found editors just through like word of mouth and through, you know, referrals. So definitely consider if the reward is worth the risk, I suppose in that regard, because they really can save you a lot of time and also act as sort of a creative consultant for you too, and give you new ideas that you may have never even thought of. And lastly, you're going to need to choose a host for your show. Now, YouTube, you just go to youtube.com, you click on upload and YouTube servers host my videos and distributes them to you. And I don't need to really think about it. Podcasts are not really the same in that there are a lot of different platforms. It's not just like uploading to YouTube. You're also uploading to Apple podcasts and Spotify and you know, all these different distribution channels. So really the best solution that you're going to find to avoid having to do those things manually is choosing a podcast host. There's a few out there. There's like Libsyn, there's anchor. There's, I think Podbean is one. I personally use anchor. It is free to use, which is nice. And it's just like really user-friendly and easy. They also have monetization tools in there. I haven't used those at all. 
all of my podcast sponsors have just been negotiated by, you know, myself or my partnerships manager, but they do have that capability if you are looking to actually monetize your show. Once you get set up with your podcast host, you'll find it's pretty like plug and play. They'll really walk you through what you need to do to get that thing set up. You want to do this in advance though. So don't say, Hey, I'm going to launch my podcast on Friday. If you haven't even started the host process, because you do have to go through approval process for some of the podcast distribution channels. So make sure that you like set your podcast up well in advance of your actual launch date. So you don't get disappointed. And then from there, it's just all about driving traffic to your show, marketing it, promoting it, which let me know if you would like a part two, where we can talk a little bit more in depth about that but that's pretty much it. If you are looking to have guests on your show, there are a couple of additional steps that you're gonna to wanna to take, which I can run through really quickly here. You'll wanna choose a tool that enables you to actually record an interview. So StreamYard can do this, Zoom can do this. There are a ton of other ones out there too, but those are really the two that I use. Again, start with what you have. So take an audit of your existing tools and see if anything can work. If you do use Zoom, my big recommendation is to go into the settings and make sure that you select different audio tracks for different speakers. This is gonna make the editing process a lot easier so you're not hearing like people coughing while you're talking and you know zipping up their dress and playing with their hair. You can edit all of those imperfections out while the other person's speaking. I also have changed my mind about pre-meetings and sending questions. I used to be very against that. I used to be like, no, I want the conversation to be very natural and organic. But now I see the value in them. I see the value because I've done a lot more podcasts. I've been a guest on a lot more podcasts and it makes me feel more comfortable. And it also just, it's more interesting to listen to a conversation where people have some chemistry or some bit of connection. And it's not just like, like a deer in headlights. So I like to get to know my guests a little bit. You don't have to be best friends with them, but even if it's just a quick 15 minute zoom call or hopping onto the zoom call 15 minutes before your interview to kind of warm them up and get to know them, talk about the weather, talk about, you know, I don't know where they live in the world and things like that. It can really help. And then I also like to send over just kind of an outline of the episode. I don't send every single question that I'm going to ask, because again, I think that does take away from some of the organic feel of the show, but I do send like bullet points of, Hey, I'm going to ask you about X, Y, and Z just so they can come prepared. They can make sure that they have resources prepared and do research if they need to and so on. So that is it. That is how you start a podcast in a nutshell. At least if you have any questions, leave them in the comments on YouTube. And don't forget that you can join my channel for exclusive in-depth personalized Q and A's every single month, as well as a bonus podcast. And you can also subscribe to my channel, which is completely free. This just enables you to see whenever I upload new videos, you can do the same thing on most of the podcasting platforms and I'll leave all the links and resources that I mentioned down in the show notes for you to check out. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I thank you as always for spending time with me this Friday. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll see you next time. Bye.